changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark, and it's Friend Friday on the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. Today, you're going to meet Eva LaRue, who is a fairly new member of the Chicken Soup for the Soul family. She is the host of our new TV show, Chicken Soup for the Soul's Animal Tales. So Eva, welcome to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. You all have seen Eva. She is well known in the U.S. and abroad for her portrayal of the brilliant Natalia Boavista on the CBS primetime series CSI Miami, which she was on for seven years. And you've also seen her in various movies and in a recurring role as George's sister on the ABC hit show, The George Lopez Show. You've seen her on NBC's Third Watch. You've seen her on Showtime's Soul Food. She has earned an Emmy nomination and an NAACP nomination for her long-running portrayal of Dr. Maria Santos on the popular ABC daytime drama, All My Children. And what we love about Eva is that she uses her celebrity status to raise awareness and funds for worthy causes. She's currently working with the Tahari Justice Center to help end the problems of human trafficking and other human rights violations. She lives in Los Angeles with her teenage daughter and her two dogs. So, Eva, let's talk about Animal Tales to start with. This is this very cool new show that we have, which is on the CW on Saturdays. And I just checked our listings. It's on at 10 on Saturday morning in New York. It's on at 1 p.m. in L.A. So different times all over the country, but definitely Saturdays, the CW. How have you liked being on the show? I love it. It's so much fun. It's just such easy work. And it's such a great crew and, you know, production set. It's Everybody is so lovely and so nice. It is exactly as you would imagine. Working for a group of people called Chicken Soup for the Soul, they are exactly that. They are the kindest, sweetest, most fun, energetic. It's just the most lovely atmosphere. It's been great. Yeah, I know your showrunner and he is the nicest guy. And I know the studio. Oh, Dan Riley. Yeah. And I know the studio where you're working, the castle. And it is such a cool building in Burbank because I did some green screen work there as well. I love that cute little building. That whole area is so much fun for an outsider like me to see all of those different studios all over the place. It's very exciting. It is. Yeah. I love this show because it's so chicken soupy because it's all about taking care of animals and looking at the impact they have on our lives. And I've been watching the show and each episode has a few different segments. And so you meet these animal rescue teams and you meet all these animal advocates and you help, you watch them finding lost pets, new homes, and you watch little kids getting to adopt their first dog or cat. And it's just so cool. And I love them showing the therapy animals for the service members who have PTSD. Have you learned a lot from hosting the show? I really have. As smart and as amazing as you think animals are and can be, and as many amazing tricks as we've seen them do in our lifetimes, you know, on TV and virally and on YouTube, there are stories of really heroic things that animals in general are doing for humans and vice versa. And one of my favorite stories is one of the episodes that I saw where a dog that was a shelter dog got a new life, was trained to become 
a little boy's support animal. He had diabetes and the dog was trained to be able to smell whether the little boy's blood sugar level was high or whether it was low. And he runs to the mother and lets the mother know whether his blood sugar level is high or low, which saves the little boy's life like dozens of times a day. Because certainly if they're going into a low or they're going into a high, they can go into a diabetic coma. They can't really articulate, even if they're verbal children, if they're, you know, over two, they still, even if they're verbal, they can't always articulate if they're starting to feel differently. And the dog runs and tells the parent, I mean, can you believe that? That the dog is so genius and so in tune and attuned to this little boy's body that he literally saves him daily. Yeah, that's amazing. And I know that dogs have this amazing ability to sniff out diseases. Like we get stories all the time that we publish in Chicken Soup for the Soul books about, say, a woman who, you know, adopts a dog from a shelter. Right. And then the dog starts like hitting his nose against her left breast. And she's like, I don't know why he did that. Because, you know, if you have breast cancer, you can't feel it. It doesn't hurt. And the dog just repeatedly is like pawing at her breast or pawing at some other area on her body. And then she finally goes to the doctor and she has a cancer there and she had felt fine. So she never would have caught it that early if it weren't for the dog. And it's always like, who rescued whom? You know, you think you rescued the dog from the shelter, but the dog really rescued you. Of course. Yeah. And they rescue us every day anyway, just in their absolute unconditional love and the way that, I mean, all of our animals are our support animals because they're the first to notice when you're sad and the first to notice when you're happy and they never, ever, they never judge. They don't care if you come home and you're the grumpiest, cruddiest mood ever. They don't take it personally. They're all about trying to figure out how to make you feel better. (laughs) Yeah, I love watching these stories on the Animal Tales TV show. And I also love the segments we show where we show wild animals being rescued. Maybe they were injured and then they're rehabilitated and then they're introduced back into the wild. There was a great episode I saw that I think they were seals and they had them at like a marine mammal center in the LA area. Oh yeah. Right. And then they Uh like, they helped them recover and then they brought them back to the beach and the seals slithered off into the ocean and the humans were kind of sad because the seals were leaving. But hey, it was great because the seals were going back into the wild after the humans had fixed them up. Right, right. And the wonderful thing about seals is they are so interactive and they've got such cute little personalities. And I'm sure that even though they were wild seals, there was like a huge attachment after they were. And the seals are smart enough to know that they're being loved and cared for and given a second chance as well. Yeah, the other thing I've learned is that If they can't rehabilitate one of these injured animals and put it back into the wild, then those animals will take up permanent residence in an aquarium or a zoo. And I realized that zoos and aquariums, the good ones, the well-run ones, are really like gigantic shelters also for these injured animals that can't be returned to the wild. And so those big outfits that sometimes people don't understand are actually doing good are rehabilitating these animals and either keeping them in shelters for the rest of their lives or putting them back out in the wild. Yeah, and especially with the marine animals because they come in and a lot of times they don't know why they've beached themselves or what's going on. And so they need that space because otherwise they will re-beach themselves. So they just need some rehab space and then they're put back out in the wild. I just think 
the people that are dedicated to animal safety and saving animals, their hearts are so big and they're so dedicated and they're so impassioned by what they do. And I think that it probably feeds their soul daily to be doing that kind of work. I agree with you. They're really called the show like Animal Tales and Human Heroes, right? Yeah, exactly. So we're going to be back in a moment with more from Eva LaRue, and we're going to talk about animal rights and also human rights because she does a lot of work to combat human trafficking. We're back with Eva LaRue, who has a big heart for animals and people. She hosts Chicken Soup for the Souls, Animal Tales television show on The CW, which is all about animal welfare and rescuing animals and animals sometimes rescuing people too. And Eva herself has rescued an animal, her dog, and also does a lot of work on human rights. So we're going to talk about that now in the second half of the podcast. So first of all, I want to hear about the dog that you rescued. Oh, so our dog, Bingo. I feel like the rescue dogs just know You've come in and you've saved them. I don't know. I mean, they're so such instinctual animals anyway, uh, and they're so intelligent. But they become the most loyal, amazing companions, and they can be so smart when you get one from the pound. I took my daughter. She was probably four years old, and we went down to our local rescue center, our local dog shelter, and hunted and hunted and hunted. We played with a few different dogs, and the one he was still a puppy, but he was so, so shy. And I don't know if he'd been horribly mistreated. He absolutely would not come out of his shell. He wouldn't play. And he was only about eight weeks old, but he wouldn't play. He wouldn't interact. I mean, I'll admit, I was thinking, "Mm, I think I'd rather go with one of these other puppies that's a little more interactive, a little older, a little more fun, like somebody who acts like they are sort of interested in coming home with us. And my daughter kept saying, but mom, this one is so sweet. And I'm like, oh, I think this one, there might be something wrong with him. Like, he might be sweet, but it seems like maybe he was super abused and now there's something wrong. So I was ready to pass him over, but my daughter kept going back to him and saying, no, mom, no, he just needs the love. He just needs a bunch of love. Look how scared he is. So one of the people at the pound said, yeah, this one's probably not going to make it because people keep passing him over and passing him over and going for the puppies that are fun and the puppies that are interactive. And he just sits in the corner and won't let anybody hold him or touch him. And so that's when I thought, oh my gosh, I can't pass him over then because if he's been passed over a bunch of times, they may put him to sleep or something or it's horrible. I don't even know. So then I knew we had to have him. Of course, you had to rescue that dog and your daughter amazingly at that young age was so empathetic and knew that you guys had to be the rescuers. And usually puppies are adopted out easily. And it was very wonderful that you took the one that wasn't. Yeah, he just kept getting passed over because he was so, so scared and shy and freaked out. So he has ended up being the smartest He literally speaks English, this dog. You can talk to him in full sentences. I know he knows what you're talking about. And he even knows what color his toys are. You tell him to get the blue one or the red one. He knows exactly what you're talking about all the time. And he's so hypersensitive to people. He's really in tune to people. And everybody always says he's got the most incredibly soulful eyes. And they just fall in love with his eyes because he stares right through to the back of your brain and into your soul when he looks at you. So everybody loves him. Another wonderful success story, which is why we always tell people go to shelters because 
that dog needs you, but you end up feeling that you needed him more than he needed you ever. So now in addition, For sure. yeah, in addition to working on the Animal Tale show and being so into animal rights and rescuing your puppy, I know you also work with the Tahari Justice Center and you're helping women who have been abused. You're focusing on women's rights, even women who have been trafficked. So tell us about what you do there. So the Tahari Justice Center is a really wonderful organization. They have a ton of corporate lawyers working pro bono, lawyers from PepsiCo and Visa and these amazing conglomerates that are giving their time and energy to help women and girls who are fleeing gender-based violence, fleeing their country, seek asylum here. So they are allowed asylum under our constitutional law if they are fleeing any kind of violence. And many of these cases are also the girls who have been sex trafficked into the United States, into our brothels here in the United States, and have been able to escape. And if they're able to escape and get to the Tahara Justice Center, then they're given free legal counsel that helps them because then they can't go home. Because even if they were to escape our brothels here and get back to their original country, the trafficker would go back, kill them, kill their family, or one or the other, or both, or pick them back up again and re-traffic them here. So their only hope is to seek asylum here in the United States. They didn't come here because they wanted to be here. They came here because they got trafficked here. So that's what the Tahari Justice Center does, and they just do amazing, amazing work. And the stories the horror stories of what some of these girls and these women have been through and have gotten this far and then literally get the unbelievable gift of tens of thousands of dollars of free legal help to be granted asylum. They just, the work they do is unbelievable. They're really heroes. That sounds great and something we really need, especially these days. So that's wonderful. Thank you for telling us about it. Well, we are finished for today. I want to thank you so much for joining us to talk about animal rights and human rights. Where can people learn more about you? I have a website, evalaroo.luxury, and that's where I house my travel blog. I have a luxury travel blog there. And also I have a YouTube channel, Eva LaRue channel on YouTube. And I have a series that I started with my daughter, my 17-year-old daughter called Parentine. And it's just a funny quick little episodes about what we're going through at raising a teenager and a teenager trying to get through her teens. So it's just funny, topical things. And then also my Instagram at I'm Eva LaRue. That's I am Eva LaRue. Well, I am going to go look up that parent teen thing, even though I'm past those years. My younger child, she just turned 30. So. Oh my gosh. I still remember those teen years when I was viewed with disdain. (laughs) Oh, man. If you can't laugh your way through the teen years, you're really in trouble. So that's kind of what the show is about. Like you have to just take a lighter look at it or it's exhausting. I mean, it's exhausting anyway, but yeah, yeah, I agree. (laughs) It's also funny. You have to laugh and never take it personally. All right. Well, thank you, Eva, so much for joining us today. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. I'm Amy Newmark, and I want to thank everyone for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. Come back for our next episode for more inspiration and life-changing advice. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple or Google or wherever you like to get your podcasts so that each new episode will show up automatically.